Well, if you have missed out uh, the last few weeks of of being with us uh, for for church online, we have been on this talk series called Heart Attack, uh, where we are learning about uh, the journey of a heart that is shaped by the gospel. Anybody believes in the gospel message of Jesus Christ? Show of hands, show of emojis. Uh, I, I wish some of you, if your cameras were on, I could see your hands or like uh, emojis will still do. Uh, I see a new name. So welcome, Ruby. If you're, uh, if you're here with us for the first time, thank you so much for being here. Uh, we really appreciate you taking out your time. Yeah, anybody believes in the gospel message of Jesus Christ? Okay, great. Uh, you know, uh, we have been, over the last few weeks, we, we learned about how our hearts are always under attack. Anybody whose heart is not under attack right now, massive respect to you. Please tell me how you do that. I would love to learn from you uh, if your heart is not under attack right now. Uh, crazy. But the truth is our hearts are always under attack. And over the last few weeks, we explored how religion is the default mode of the human heart. You remember that one? Religion and, and morality and, and irreligion is always like the default mode of the human heart. And the heart always finds its way back to make sure that we live according to our own works of self-righteousness. We tend to live according to our own uh, definitions of morality. And, and we kind of act out in denial of the true gospel message. And, and uh, two weeks back, we also learned that how each one of us has heart idols that are operating and, and that tend to kind of, you know, keep us away from experiencing the person of Jesus Christ in its, in its fullness. And it is important and it is necessary for every Christ follower to identify, to, to expose and to dethrone. Can somebody type that out in chat and say it out along with me? Identify, expose and dethrone. Identify, expose, and dethrone your heart idols if we have to grow in faith. So let me, let me just take a pause and ask you this question straight out. How is that going? You know, from the last time we spoke about heart idols, uh, identifying them, exposing them, and dethroning them. This is, these are some of the heart, these are some of the things that we looked at. Uh, it's going to come up on, your, on, on the screen right now. We, we, we covered four root heart idols that we need to look at and, and uh, uh, deal with. Simi, thank you for being so honest, man. Identifying is always easy, right? So let me help you a bit in case if you forgot uh, what, what we learned last week, okay? And in order for you to, for us to go ahead, I want you to quickly take out your phone if you're not using it for Zoom or grab a pen and a paper if, if your phone is occupied. Either way, grab a phone, grab a piece of paper and a pen because the next few minutes involves you and me actually doing something, right? I'm waiting. I'm waiting till you till you till you get some, till you get that device or mobile phone, piece of paper, whatever it is. Right now, I don't know if you did this when we when we were doing the talk two weeks back, but if you haven't, this is your time to identify and maybe pen down some of the patterns that you have seen in your life operating over the last few weeks from the time you heard this talk or even in the last month why don't you pen down 
what are some of the things or some of the idols that you think that are operational in your life right now at this very minute, right? Uh, just to help you run through this, the, the source idols uh, are, are the ones that are highlighted in red. Uh, some of the other idols that are there are just below that. Like for instance, we, we spoke about approval. So some of the, some of the things or the patterns that might be always operational would be your need for approval, love and relationship. And the price that we're willing to pay to kind of get this is integrity and, and compromise and less independence. And our biggest fear that we have is that we would feel rejected or we feel that we are not valued. Uh, but, but when we start operating according to these patterns or these idols, people around us kind of, kind of get a smaller of your neediness. And, and the emotions as to what surface when, when we have these deep things operational in our hearts is things like insecurity, you're, you're angry, you have this fear, you have this despair, and, and you, you're feeling this, this awkward, uh, you know, uh, uh, fear that is kind of activating uh, in, in time and again on a consistent basis. So the reason I want us to do this is because what we're going to be talking about for the next few, few minutes is, is pretty much based on this. So... Like I said, a couple of weeks back, if you missed out on that opportunity, this is your time to do that. Uh, I hope you have at least one. Uh, I hope not many, but if many, that's, that's totally fine as well. But I hope you have something that, that you have penned down over these from what you're seeing on the screen. Because I want us to spend the next few minutes today learning about the importance of preaching the gospel to your heart. If you, if you remember, one of the ways how we, we figured out about dealing with hard idols, uh, we, we understood that, uh, that uh, it is important for you and me to preach the gospel to our hearts because this is one of the keys of really enjoying and relishing our faith in Jesus, preaching the gospel message to our hearts. So it's, it's not just about reading the scripture. Right. It's it's not just about uh, uh, making some prayers. It's it's not just about uh, saying some prayers or reading the scriptures for the sake of it. It is important for us to understand that it's not just enough for us to just attend back to back gatherings as well. But as a Christ follower, our life is shaped not by just the the the, the information of the gospel in our heads, but with the application of the gospel message to our hearts. Not information in our heads, but application of the gospel message to our hearts. The application is a key. And, and today, as we expound on this theme, I pray and hope that, that through uh, the work of the Holy Spirit, that, that God would really speak to us. See, because if you remember this quote, I, I shared this with you uh, two weeks back, that the only way to dispossess the heart of an old affection is by the expulsive power of a new one. And, and I, I hope tonight we're able to grasp the beauty, the wonder, and, and the, 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 the beauty, the wonder of Jesus Christ for our hearts and our minds to have a fresh Revelation. As we expound on this theme, I really pray that, that the Holy Spirit would kind of uh, would really kindle this flame for revival and renewal in our hearts. And, and I pray that, that 
that Jesus would be more real to you. I, I don't know how many years you've been following Christ. That, 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 that really doesn't matter right now if you don't have an authentic relationship with Jesus and with the Holy Spirit. Hey, by the way, I'm calling this talk Rhythms of Revival. I'm calling this talk Rhythms of Revival. Today, is the globe is celebrating this day called the Day of the Pentecost. You know, where, where if you go back and read the scriptures in the book of Acts, the, the disciples had this expectancy. They, they were waiting together. They, the Bible says they were, they were praying and they were in one accord and they were waiting for, 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 for the move of the Holy Spirit. And, and what happened is, is epic. What happened during that time is epic. And, and what is happening even today in the globe as to how uh, the, the Holy Spirit is really moving in the hearts and the minds of people, that is the power of God at work. And I want to say that you know, renewal and revivals are necessary because of the default mode of the human heart. Because most of the time, we live as if the gospel is not true. We live as if the gospel is not true. Can I, can I ask for another show of hands if, if you have been there? How many of us have lived our lives as if the gospel message is not true? Right, we and, and and this is not to this is not to kind of put you guys on a spot. This is the reality of our lives. All right, I have lived sometimes, or if I would say most of the times, as if the gospel message is not true. And I've got this I've got this responsibility to lead people. How can Ninad take the responsibility of leading people and still live as if the gospel? is not true. The truth is, this is the default condition of our hearts. We, 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 let me, let me put it this way. You know, Christians, Christ followers, seasoned Christ followers, believe in their heads that Jesus accepts me, therefore, I will live a good life, right? They, they believe it in their heads, but, but our hearts and, and our actions are functioning practically on the principle that I live a good life, therefore Jesus accepts me. Do you see the difference? Do, do, do you see the difference? Most of the time, that's how seasoned Christ followers tend to live, this, live our lives. And because we really don't believe the gospel deep down, because we are living as if we end up saving ourselves, there, there are a couple of things that are at work. There are a couple of things that we find ourselves doing. I don't know if you have seen this happen in your life, uh, but, but this is, these are a couple of things that, that tend to happen. Our hearts find ways either of rejecting or re-engineering the scriptures according to our own convenience, right? Second thing that possibly can happen is our hearts find ways of mentally subscribing to the scriptures, right? Mentally subscribing, that means it's, it's there in your head. You know exactly what John 3.16 says. You know exactly what Romans 8.28 says. You know exactly what Jeremiah 29.11 means. You know exactly what the Great Commission is, word by word. We, we, we mentally subscribe to the scriptures while functionally trusting and resting in our own morality and our own doctrinal understanding of what the gospel is all about. And as a result, 
as a result of that, individuals, and, and if I may even say churches, experience a slow spiritual death over the years. Experience a slow spiritual death over the years uh, unless some sort of revival or some sort of renewal arrests these thoughts. And, and gospel renewal, what we're going to be talking about, gospel renewal teaches us the massive need of the Holy Spirit to bring the gospel message home to our hearts, not to our heads, to our hearts, to bring the gospel message home to our hearts and experience the love and the power of Jesus Christ. I want to ask you a question, and it's okay if you don't put your hands up. It's okay you know, if there are no emojis or comments in the, uh, flying right now. When was the last time you experienced the love and the power of Jesus Christ? Like, like really experienced, not, not like, oh, oh, I heard about Jesus loves me. Yes, I know what the Bible tells me. So I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like the tangible love of Jesus. I'm talking about the power of Jesus Christ that is operational globally. When was the last time you experienced that in its fullness? See, because revival happens on, on certain conditions. Revival is, uh, I don't know what comes to your mind when you, when you hear the word revival. I don't know if you're thinking about crusades. I, I don't know if you're thinking about those, uh, those times where people just go ballistic and, and do all kinds of crazy things. Uh, I don't know if you're thinking about like miracles and, and healings. I don't know what comes to your mind. Hey, okay, let's do this. Without thinking much, Type out in chat when you hear the word revival, what comes to your mind? I'm, I'm curious to see your responses. I'm so curious. Even if you're there on, uh, on uh, YouTube, just put it up on chat. We can, see, we can see the chat right now. I'm very curious to know uh, what Zealous thinks when we talk about revival. Come on, somebody. I'm just making sure I've got the chat open over here. Right, new experience, goosebump feelings. Come on, all right. Keep it going, guys. Keep it going. Complete change. Fire. Okay, I was waiting for somebody to somebody to say that. Thank you, Nikki. Right. Hey, keep it going. I, I'm really so curious uh, to, to know what do you think about revival, right? And peace of mind. Okay, it's great. You know, I'm sure... All of us have had these de definitions uh, going on on our mind so many times when we hear the word revival. But but let me allow me to take us a bit like you know more in depth when it comes to revival and some of the things that we see evident in scriptures. Let me put it this way: revival, it is it is a consistent pattern of how the Holy Spirit works in a community to counteract the default mode of the human heart. If you, if you missed hearing that out, take a look at the screen because I want us to get this. Revival, it's a consistent pattern of how the Holy Spirit works in a community. And I would even say individuals and community to counteract the default mode of the human heart. See, because the human heart plays a very unique role in revival and renewal. The human heart plays a very unique role. Your heart plays a very unique role in revival, in experiencing revival, in experiencing renewal. 
See, the Bible, in, in some of the ways, it says that the, script, the scripture puts it in this way that in the heart is where God's spirit dwells with mind. Ephesians 3.16, it says that I pray, Paul is writing to the Ephesian church. He says, I pray out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. Paul is praying that the inner being will be, will be strengthened. Right. Another thing is uh, another scripture in Romans five, verse five, it says that in the heart is where God's love is poured out. This is what this is what the scripture says. Right. And hope doesn't disappoint because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. The Holy Spirit has also been sent forth into our hearts. That is what Galatians 4, 6 says that because you are his son, God sent the spirit of his son where? Into our hearts. The spirit who calls out Abba, Father. So you see, the heart occupies a position that is so unique in Christian living. It is, for that matter, our salvation is a matter of the heart. Our salvation is a matter of the heart. Why do I say that? Romans 10, 9 puts it out so clearly. It, it says that if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. And well, come, come on, somebody can help me complete that. Believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. So you see, our salvation is a matter of the heart. And, and it, is a, it, is our, our, it is not enough when one has just an intellectual understanding of Jesus Christ. It is not enough when, when we just tend to focus on equipping ourselves with information about who Jesus is. But, but the heart, sometimes we have so much of information, but our hearts are so far away from the truth that Jesus wants you to experience. So because the truth is our head knowledge of who Jesus is will take you nowhere. Your head knowledge of who Jesus is will take you nowhere. But the application of the gospel to our hearts will always draw us closer to Jesus. The application of the gospel will always draw you closer to Jesus. Let me, let me simplify this. How many of us have been attending church for years, weeks, months, and have still felt the same. How many of us have gone through those seasons and those, those, those phases where you have done everything possible, but you are still not experiencing anything when it comes to Christian life? Could it be possible that you have allowed your head to be so full about the knowledge and the information about Jesus Christ, but not really allowed the gospel message to penetrate deep down to your hearts. See, it is the Holy Spirit who helps us take those consistent steps when it comes to the application of the gospel message to our hearts. It is because the ultimate source for every renewal and for every, every revival that has taken place, the ultimate source for every renewal and every revival of the heart is the Holy Spirit. See, he's the third person of this triune God that we, that we worship and that we talk about. 
you know who who works in this beautiful who works in these surprising ways to help us reveal the person of Jesus Christ in your daily situations not your sunday moments only but in your daily situation he helps you and and see being a christ follower right being a christ follower without having a relationship with the holy spirit is one of the most severe problems of our times it's it's i'm telling you this is real i i'm we we tend to call ourselves christ followers we tend to call ourselves disciples of jesus but are so ignorant to the spirit of god in our lives we we kind of live in denial to the nudges we kind of live in denial to the reminders that god brings to us through the holy spirit true story i've experienced it lived it out that's why i can say it with so much confidence we sometimes live in denial when it comes to the role of the holy spirit that is there in our lives scripture is evident that the holy spirit play, plays a clear role when it comes to shaping our hearts and then shaping our lives as christ followers and the scripture helps us understand the various functions of the holy spirit so well you know the scripture calls the holy spirit the helper the teacher the the one who convicts us of our sin the one who who the bible calls the spirit of truth the one who bible calls us the who calls the the comforter and you see the various functions are so clearly and evidently mentioned in the scriptures and you really thrive in your relationship with jesus when you embrace the reality of the holy spirit in your life because every time since we're talking about preaching the gospel to your hearts right every time we preach the gospel to our hearts every time we speak the scriptures to to into your situation we are making room for the holy spirit to work and cause the inward renewal to begin the the, the process of of renewing and reviving our hearts because let me tell you something gospel renewal begins in the heart Can somebody say that with me? I it's okay if you're on mute, but gospel renewal begins in the heart and trickles into everything else. It trickles into everything else. Gospel renewal begins in the heart. And and there are some there are some practical ways. There's some really tangible and practical ways that each one of us can experience this renewal. There are some tangible ways where each one of us can really walk in the revival that Jesus wants you to walk in. Can I can I just tell you something? Disclaimer. Zealous as a community does not exist to maintain the status quo of church life. Man, if if we have to maintain status quo, uh we we are really fooling ourselves by calling us christ followers because can i tell you something god doesn't want us to maintain just the status quo of you being called a church goer we are not here to to just check the the so called checklist of church life you and me are not here god has not called you to just be consumers of the word god has not called you to just be like okay Good job Rishi, good job Vipin, good job Auntie Esther. You made it to Sunday church. Here is your certificate. Lifetime membership, you know, all of that. We are not called to maintain the status quo of this so-called church life. 
But what are we called for? We are called to be witnesses. We are called to be disciples. We are called to model out the kingdom of God. We are called to be the ones who proclaim the kingdom of God. We are called to be the ones who share the love of Jesus in our surroundings. But how can we do that when our hearts itself are not revived and renewed by the gospel? How can we even take the effort or, or have that passion or have that joy or have that excitement of talking about Jesus or talking about the love of God when our hearts have not been applying the gospel? God desires that there is his spirit, his presence at work in your life. That is working to, 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 to really transform you. There is that proof of God's love. There is that proof of God's faithfulness. There is proof of God's goodness in your life. If you have not been aware of it, let me tell you the fact that you're alive, the fact that you can sing, the fact that you can breathe, that is God's faithfulness over your life in this season. The fact that you have a voice to give praise to Jesus, the fact that you have a voice for conversations, the fact that you can pick up your phones, you can pick up your, 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 your devices and still talk to people. You have a roof over your head. You have food in your house. You have a job that you can wake up and go to. You have the businesses that you can still be thankful for. You have a family that you can still be thankful for. That is Jesus at work through his love, his greatness, his faithfulness in your life. But can I also tell you, is that same proof of God's love that he wants to use through your life when he calls you to be a witness, when he calls you to live as a disciple, when he calls you to die to yourself and to live for Jesus. That is what living as a witness is. That's how it begins when you and me start applying the gospel message to our hearts. And as we, as we quickly just, just reflect on how the early apostles and early disciples kind of model this out. I want us to, I want us to fall back on, on the book of Acts. You know, we, we all have read the time where, where the disciples were waiting for, for the Holy Spirit to fall down. They, they were waiting. And, and I'm not going to read a few verses, but I'm just going to give you what happens between Acts 1 to Acts 4. And I hope you can go back and read this, but I want to kind of pick up something so uh, uh, so specific tonight. This is this is how I believe God wants to challenge zealous tonight. There are some specific expressions. There are these specific and practical ways where you and me can experience gospel renewal. So, so if your heart has been, if you have been wondering, okay, Nanad, where are you going with this? I have to I have this simple thing to to help us all understand. You and me can experience gospel renewal right here, right now, in this very season. And there's some practical ways that I want us to help us. Uh, I want to help us learn from the book of Acts. You know, the early church had a rhythm. The early church they they had a particular way of doing things. And and as we reflect on Acts, the the most epic time where where the where the people who had come there experienced a massive revival, there are some practical steps that we see to this. Can I tell you this? 
We we hear about Jesus doing the crazy. We hear about Jesus doing the supernatural thing. You hear that? Okay, this God that we serve is a supernatural God. Can I tell you something simple? Every supernatural move of God has a natural step associated with it. You know, sometimes we we tend to complicate this way too much. Sometimes we we are longing for the supernatural comes at a cost of sacrificing the natural that we can tap into. So so let me tell you this: if you're longing for a supernatural move of God, let me tell you that you have your natural steps and you have something that you need to do. You need to play your part well, and and that's what the disciples did. The first thing that the disciples did. they had a life of extraordinary prayer if you read acts 1 to acts 4 one of the common statements that we always will see happening is they were in one accord they gathered together they they came together for prayer for for reading of the word for studying the word together to encourage one another through prayer this kind of lifestyle is not this kind of prayer is highlights a few things this kind of prayer is kingdom centered it's it's not focused on your needs only this kind of prayer is is united they they all came together this kind of prayer is consistent and and it's kingdom centered and what is important is not the massive number of people that were praying is the nature of prayer that was there that is that is evident in the book of acts you see their prayer was not mechanical the 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 times of prayer was not transactional it was not mechanical it was not transactional it was birth out of this deep burden and this deep passion and this deep love that they had for jesus can you imagine a bunch of of people 11 and maybe a bit more whoever were there uh, with them in the upper room a bunch of passionate all it took for for god to move on the day of pentecost was a bunch of passionate people who were dedicated disciples they they were not some of them or most of them were not even theologians ordinary people with an extraordinary appetite for prayer and and those kind of prayers that there is something there is a highlight about those kind of prayers you know it's 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 it it really shows the humility that the disciples model it really shows the compassion and and the zeal that they had for the lost and and the compassion and the zeal that they had for the church to flourish and to thrive in it really shows a yearning that they had for god to really seek his face to really get a glimpse of his glory and it really shows that they had this grace to confess their sins and their wrongs that is what an extraordinary prayer looks like I want to tell you church sometimes I'm scared when it comes to our prayer life sometimes I'm scared when it comes to how quick we can be just to pray and and just get on with the with the routine of things and I'm 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 scared when it comes to the casualness that we have when it comes to our prayer routines I'm scared when it comes to as as a church we we talk about miracles we talk about you know the great things that we can do as a community but I'm scared that you know when we gather for sundays but we are not that consistent and when we are not that that deliberate and passionate when it comes to a church coming together and praying together i'm scared and if i may say i'm worried that are we stopping 
ourselves from experiencing revival that the Holy Spirit wants to release in the community of Zealous. Because and a life of extraordinary prayer will help you and me rediscover the gospel. Can I can I tell you this? This is something that God spoke to me, and and I knew this is God because this can't be Nenad in his limited understanding. Okay, uh, most of the time when we read Acts two, right, we we have we paint a picture in our in our minds when it comes to Acts two, the day of the Pentecost, fire falling down, and I don't know how your visuals, what kind of visuals run in your mind. If you're if you're a designer, you would want to make it as creative as possible if you're a uh if you're if you're a boring person i don't know how you think about it let's not even go there uh when it comes to your visual imaginations but i can tell you this most of the times you want to picture yourself as an apostle or as a disciple who was praying in tongues right uh, and and who was who was there in that upper room waiting for the holy spirit to fire and and the fire to fall down that's that's where you want to associate yourself with and and the other category is is the this bunch of people who had traveled to Jerusalem from different parts of, of, of the globe and different parts of, of Israel and even outskirts of Israel. So there are these two categories of people that were there. We think we are the disciples. Can I tell you something? We are like the other people. We, we, are, we don't, as much as we want to be the disciples, we, we are not the guys in the upper room. We are the ones who, who are roaming around wanting to know what is happening at the Feast of the Pentecost. Okay, who's, what stall is put up over there? What stall is put up over there? Who's caught up over there? Okay, what's happening? Let me go and check it out. That's how our Christian life happens most of the time. We think we have done our bit of traveling to Jerusalem for the Feast of the Pentecost. Ninad, I did my bit, man. I came on a Zoom call. I attended church with you. I said yes to everything. I did my bit. I did my bit of, of tithing. I did my bit of giving my offering. I did my bit of praying. My, my scripture reading game is on point. I've been reading all the possible devotionals that have been posted up and everything is fantastic. I am very careful and mindful of the kind of doctrines I subscribe to, of the kind of teachings I listen to. I'm very careful. I want to get everything checked. I want to get everything right in my, in my order of doing things as a Christian. And it, in order when you kind of go on with this mindset, you know, that, that kind of breeds this attitude of, of, of self-righteousness. Not knowing that your attempt of correct theology, your attempt of correct practices, your attempt of subscribing to the correct teachings have failed to really touch your hearts. The gospel has failed to impact your hearts. That's where, that's where, sorry Ash, I was in an uncomfortable space when the Holy Spirit was speaking to me. I'm telling you, this is the truth. We, we so want to be the people in the upper room, right? We so want to be those people I mean, every time we spoke about it, I don't know about, every time we spoke about Acts 2, I don't know about you, I imagine myself in the, in the upper room. Whoa, let's do this, baby. Holy Spirit, fire, fall down. Let's go. But this is how we behave. This is how we live. The danger is we have forgotten the art of rediscovering the gospel message 
for our everyday life can i just be a bit more honest and tell you i don't care how many years you have been a seasoned follower of jesus if today you are not applying the gospel message to your hearts your christianity is in vain if jesus does not surprise you if the beauty of the cross does not bring that awe in you if 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 the workings of the holy spirit are not amazing enough for you we are fooling ourselves by attending zealous or any other church i have i i know i have to tell us all of this let's do church the way we should be doing church let's do christian life the way we should be doing christian life and and i feel there is this there is this incredible time that you and me are living in in the times of desperation in the times of hopelessness in the times where everything is looking so chaotic you and me when we allow the gospel to uh, to to rediscover the beauty of the gospel to rediscover the beauty and the wonder of jesus you and me will be the witnesses in these crazy times where we will be the dealers of hope where we will be the orators of the love of god where we will be the models that god wants to use in a time like this for people who are suffering around us to share the love and the hope that we have found in jesus and that is possible when we apply the gospel to our hearts See, every time we share christ and every time we talk about his salvation in our circles and in our conversations we are creating room for the gospel message to hit the hearts if you go back and read acts 2 and verse 37 by the time peter was done speaking about the revelation and the incredible truth about jesus this is what acts 237 says when the people heard this they were cut to the heart and said that peter and other apostles brothers what should we do the impact of the gospel message by peter was on the heart peter did not speak to tingle their ears peter did not make speak to make him sound more proficient and and so good and peter wanted to impact their hearts god is more concerned about the heart you know it's, it's this amazing verse in jeremiah 17 verse 10 it says i the lord search the heart and examine the mind to reward each person according to their conduct according to what their deeds they deserve and you see when we make it a practice when we make it a lifestyle to to apply the gospel gospel message to our hearts we are developing a new rhythm for the heart we are developing a new pattern for a heart a new rhythm for a heart because every time the gospel message is proclaimed two things happen there is faith there is birth in our heart and there is an opportunity that the holy spirit brings that is that is filled with conviction where you and me are convicted about the wrongs where you and me are convicted about the lifestyles that we need to give up where you and me are convicted about the changes that we need to make uh, the, the the bible calls this world metanoia where, where it means a change of heart and mind that's what the holy spirit does every time the gospel conversation is there and i just want to close off by telling you this if we have to experience gospel revival we need an ongoing 
pattern and a rhythm of repentance. And we need an ongoing pattern and a rhythm of faith. Because it is the ongoing repentance and ongoing faith in Jesus that sets up our heart for revival. The ongoing repentance and ongoing faith in Jesus that sets up our heart for revival. And it's, it's funny how we talk about building our faith so much. Uh, and, and we know that that's a, that's a journey. But it's incredible and, and astounding and interesting, if I may say, that we think of repentance as only one moment. Repentance is not a moment. Repentance is ongoing. And godly repentance will always lead you to Jesus. I've said this earlier. Godly repentance will always lead you to Jesus. See, because the more we are embracing faith and practicing a lifestyle of repentance, the more we are cultivating a rhythm for our hearts to be, to be amazed by God, to be really love, uh, understand the love that he has for us and walk in the love that he has for us. And as we see this modeled out in the lives of the apostles and disciples, they are the ones who, who, who set that place, who changed the entire trajectory of Christian faith on the day of the Pentecost when they were expectant through prayer, when they rediscovered the gospel, they, when, they, when they applied the gospel and they created, they developed a new rhythm for the heart. So if you want to know what gospel revival really looks like, I want to put it up in these four phrases. Today, if you and me need to experience gospel revival, let's cultivate a life of extraordinary prayer. Let's allow ourselves to rediscover the beauty of the gospel message. And not just stop there, but allow and uh, our hearts and our lives to apply the gospel message. And when we start doing all these three, what you and me are really doing is that we are cultivating a new rhythm for our heart to subscribe to so that our heart does not fall back on the default mode of religion so that our heart does not go back and practice the old lifestyles, the old, old habits, so that our heart does not fall back to the old patterns of wrongs and sins and old idols that will keep coming up. Let us learn to really preach the gospel to our hearts on a consistent basis. I believe right now here on this call can be this moment where you and me can experience the start of a fresh renewal of our hearts. And I want to pray for all of us tonight. I hope we could do this in person, but I want to pray for all of us that each one of us would really be charged up through the Holy Spirit. Each one of us would really be, would, would, would allow this moment where if the Holy Spirit wants to convict you of certain sins and certain wrongs that are there in your heart, I pray and I hope that you would be open and receptive to the work of the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit wants to, wants to enlighten certain things that he wants to deal with in your heart or if of your life, I don't know if it's been experiences, moments, seasons, whatever that is, God is faithful to work in your life tonight. And I, I also believe that the same Holy Spirit who convicts you of your wrongs will give you the strength, the courage, and the power to birth that faith in your heart tonight.
I believe if you're struggling with unforgiveness for many years, this is your time to receive forgiveness in your heart and release forgiveness for the one or, or many that you have been holding that unforgiveness. If you have been struggling with certain, certain patterns of lust, this is your time to come before Jesus as broken as you can be, as messed up as you might be, to bring those patterns and those mindsets of lust before God and say, God, I can't do this in my own strength. But, but just like how, how some, somebody just posted, create in me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Restore unto me the joy of your salvation. It can be as simple prayer as that. If you're struggling where, where you, you have tried church, you have played church, you have served in church, you have done everything possible that a Christian should be doing, and still you don't have the beauty of Jesus Christ as your Savior and as your King and as your Lord, this is your time to come and say, God, I have been proud. I have been ignorant of the beauty and the wonder of Jesus. Can I experience that once again? I'm telling you, he won't put you to shame. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to be, I don't want to be your spokesperson right now. I think you can do your part so well because I know the Holy Spirit is at work right now in your hearts, in your rooms, wherever you're plugged in, wherever you're watching this from, the Holy Spirit is at work. So if I may just ask each one of you just to just to begin that conversation with Jesus, to have that posture of, of coming before him without any guilt, without any shame, without any any judgment because he is willing to accept you the way you are but he is also desiring to transform you inside out we're so glad you've been listening in if you'd like to know more about us follow us on insta at zealous or visit us online at zealous.community